0: Welcome to China in Focus, I'm Tiffany Meyer. Our top story, a rapid death rate and 100% lethal to humanized mice. Chinese scientists are experimenting with a mutant strain of COVID-19. The study shared last week from Beijing. Mapping the deadly COVID-19 virus while the world remained in the dark. A new investigation reviving questions about what Beijing knew during the pandemic's crucial early days. Two million fewer people in 2023, a record decline as China's population fell for a second year, coinciding with the COVID-19 pandemic. And America's deadly fentanyl crisis, plus China's role in it, this time highlighted by Secretary of State Antony Blinken at the annual World Economic Forum in Davos. Hear more on what he's saying. Chinese scientists are testing a new mutant of COVID-19 virus strain. How deadly is it? So far, all the mice that have been infected died in just eight days, though it remains unclear how this virus would affect humans. The virus attacked their brains, which were engineered to mimic human genetic makeup. The strain at GXP2V infected the lungs, bones, eyes, tracheas and brains of the mice. They quickly lost weight and were eventually killed by the brain infection. Their eyes turned completely white before they died. Authors of the study work for a university in Beijing. They underscored the risk researching this virus poses toward infecting humans. Researchers say GXP2V virus similar to a strain of virus that causes COVID-19. A former professor of medicine at Stanford posted the research on X, writing this madness must be stopped before it's too late. The CCP virus, which causes COVID-19, hit China in 2020. It later spread around the world, taking over one million lives on U.S. soil. Now, the world is still in the dark about where the virus came from. Debates remain over whether it came from an animal or a lab leak. What's more, new information is out on Beijing's pandemic cover-up. When Chinese officials said the virus outbreak in Wuhan was an unknown pneumonia, information about the virus was already available in China. This is according to a report from The Wall Street Journal. A Chinese researcher uploaded an almost complete sequence of the virus's structure to a U.S.-run database in December 2019. Virus sequencing is key to deciphering a strain. Beijing only shared that information with the World Health Organization two weeks later. This two-week window could have helped the world better respond to the pandemic. Next, we zoom in on the public health concerns inside China. The country's top health authority says China could see an uptick in COVID-19 infections later this month and that the JN1 variant would likely be the dominant strain. The same virus strain is causing over 60% of COVID-19 cases in the U.S. Let's dive in. Residents in different parts of China told NTD that they're seeing more deaths around them as COVID-19 continues spreading. We've distorted their voices to protect their identities.
1: About five or six in my village have died from COVID-19. They're seniors. Those that are younger have cold symptoms. Children get a fever.
0: A man in central China said many died from COVID-19 in his area during the pandemic, including his parents. Recently, he's been seeing more deaths in those between 30 and 50 years old.
1: I think COVID-19 caused their deaths, but authorities are covering it up and saying it's just the flu. We're now living in lies.
0: Another person in northern Jilin said he heard about seniors passing away due to strokes. A huge demographic shift in one of the world's most populous countries. Official statistics reveal a historic decline in China's population in 2023, with over 2 million fewer people. What's happening? Let's take a look.
1: What's caused the rapid descent of the Chinese population? To begin, many people died when the CCP virus first surged in the country. China's population extended an historic decline in 2023. Deaths rose after Beijing ended strict pandemic curbs, while births continued to fall. A figure worth noting, some main mobile carriers in China reported at least 21 million users lost in total at the beginning of 2020. Experts and social media users were quick to suggest a link between the rare industry-wide slump in subscribers and the COVID-19 death toll, that issue compounded by Beijing's cover-up of virus deaths. Zooming in, an official statement said the number of cremations in Beijing province had jumped by 73% in the first quarter of last year. Many believe that number is still below the true figure, as the Chinese regime does not classify deaths caused by COVID-19 the same way other countries do. Beyond health concerns, China's birth rate is in freefall. Political pressures and the high costs of raising children are leading more Chinese women to avoid becoming mothers. Based on China's official data, the number of babies being born now is lower than during the post-World War II era, even though that time spurred China's worst economic depression. Looking forward, reports say the major demographic downturn could have profound long-term effects on the economy's growth potential. Demographer Ju Yun at the University of Michigan said fertility decline is often very difficult to reverse. Looking at China's neighbors, Japan and South Korea share similar concerns, low fertility rate and aging populations.
0: Secretary of State Antony Blinken speaking at the World Economic Forum Wednesday. He's highlighting the deadly impact of the opioid crisis on the United States.
2: The number one killer of Americans 18 to 49 is fentanyl, synthetic opioid. Not car accidents, not guns, not cancer, a synthetic opioid, fentanyl. A year ago, this fentanyl that we seized, that we seized, not the totality of what's out there, that we seized was enough to kill every single American citizen.
0: Blinken said in one year, the U.S. seizes enough of the drug to kill every single American citizen, calling it a monumental problem. He added that fentanyl used to come straight from China to Mexico and then into the U.S. But now Chinese producers have changed their approach and instead are shipping the ingredients used to make fentanyl to Mexico. Democratic elections in Taiwan sparking a decision among some mainland Chinese, drawing a line in the sand against the Chinese communist regime. More mainland Chinese citizens are joining a grassroots movement to quit the Chinese Communist Party and its affiliated entities online. Here's the message from Chang Chen Mei posted at tuidang.org. The website functions as an online service run by the New York-based global Tuidang Center to renounce the CCP. Chang wrote, I am deeply pleased to see that Taiwan has elected its own president and has not allowed the CCP's proxies to succeed. Taiwanese voters elected a China hawk president over the weekend, sending a strong counter-message to Beijing's intimidation. Here's what another user, Zhu Chang, wrote. Following Taiwan's successful democratic election, the CCP's cultural propaganda has turned into a clown show. I am no longer brainwashed and blinded. I shall see the evil CCP perish with corruption. CCP controls elections in China, but they don't in Taiwan, uh, even though they tried to influence it.
1: After the Taiwan election, we can see that the people on the mainland have compared this democratic government with the authoritarian government, which actually makes them hate the CCP's dictatorial tyranny even more, so they quit the party one after another
0: different than the Pledge of Allegiance in the United States, the CCP makes Chinese citizens take an oath to the Communist Party. The movement to quit the CCP began in 2004. Since then, more than 400 million Chinese have walked away from the party. China claims its 2023 GDP reached 5.2 percent Tuesday and says it's ready for more foreign investments. The announcement comes alongside China's real estate crisis, historic low export and import data and declining domestic consumption data from last year. How should we read this message? Experts have voiced doubts after reviewing China's GDP data and say Beijing's claim may be trying to attract foreign investments. On Tuesday, Miles Yu told Radio Free Asia that confidence in China's economy and the credibility of the Chinese Communist Party has disappeared around the world. Yu was the chief China policy advisor under former President Trump. He described the new GDP figures as fundamentally unbelievable. He also pointed out that the numbers promoted by the CCP always appear positive, even during the most challenging times. What's more, the data cannot be independently verified, as Beijing doesn't allow foreign assessment companies to conduct investigations in China. On top of that, China has a record of fabricating official data. Back in 2017, the sum of GDP data released by China's local branches of government under the CCP significantly exceeded the data published by the Central Communist Party. The then-governor of Liaoning province also openly admitted that its GDP figures were inflated by 23 percent compared to the year before. At the same time, the major port city of Tianjin admitted that it had raised its 2016 GDP data by nearly half its original number. And in 2001, a U.S. economic historian found that China's GDP data significantly contradicted its market reality. He pointed out that China's energy consumption had decreased by 5%, inflation dropped over 2% and unemployment remained largely unchanged whereas Beijing claimed that China's GDP had a growth rate over 34 percent. Next, we'd like to take a moment to share some of your thoughts on our show. Commenting on retired General Robert Spaulding's insight into the results of Taiwan's election and marketing professor Frank Shia's take on Beijing's 5.2 percent GDP growth claim for 2023, ShineOn83 wrote, I really liked both guests you had. This was a very informative video. Don't forget to tell us what you think of today's show. Thanks for watching. Coming up, what's at stake for China as Houthi's attack continue in the Red Sea? Having stayed tight-lipped about the Israel-Hamas war, Beijing is now speaking out. Top nuclear envoys from Japan and South Korea meeting amid rising tensions on the Korean Peninsula. This after the North reportedly fired yet another hypersonic missile. And a dance performance with the message, ultimately the good will win. Find out why audience members in Berkeley, California, are saying they'd come back to see it again the next day. More on that after the break here on China In Focus. Welcome back to China In Focus, I'm Tiffany Meyer. Beijing is taking a side as attacks in the Red Sea persist. The Iran-backed Houthi terrorist group has launched attacks on civilian vessels there adding to regional tensions as the Israel-Hamas war rages. Those attacks pose a threat to China's commercial interests in Egypt along the Suez Canal. Because of it, the Chinese party is urging the group to cease aggression there. In the months leading up to Hamas's October 7th attack on Israel, Beijing encouraged state-owned companies from China and Hong Kong to invest in Egypt. Together, they're pledged at least $20 billion to various projects. Also at stake, Beijing's Belt and Road Infrastructure Initiative. Egypt, Yemen and Iran are all members, meaning Houthi attacks put both Chinese investors and Beijing's money through its partner nations at risk. Besides money, the Chinese regime is looking to frame itself as helping to calm global hotspot issues giving it incentive to help rein in Iran and Yemen-based Houthi and halt the Hamas conflict. The U.S. believes Beijing has a strong influence over Tehran. Britain bolstering defense ties with India as Beijing ramps up aggression in the Indo-Pacific. The UK last week said it would send warships to the Indian Ocean later this year, adding it would deploy an aircraft carrier there next year for joint drills with India. This comes during India's defense minister's visit to the UK. The two signed defense cooperation deals. In a statement, Britain's defense minister said the world is becoming increasingly contested, so it's vital for the UK to build relationships with partners like India. Chinese Coast Guard vessels rammed Filipina boats to prevent them from entering disputed territories. The Chinese regime also has been threatening a potential invasion of Taiwan. Britain said it would do more than joint drills with India to protect trade routes and maritime security. A tech company with ties to the Chinese regime is planning to build a manufacturing facility in Kansas near U.S. military sites. Congressman Jake LaTurner of Kansas is among those sounding the alarm, pending a letter to the state's governor and calling for action. We sat down with him earlier to discuss why he's concerned about the plan.
2: My concerns are what uh, has been reported on in the public sphere, which is they have very strong connections to the CCP. Uh, through their 863 program. Uh, they've received uh, financing. Their CEO has spoken to the uh, Communist Congress. Um, very close connections. I've also received a classified briefing uh, about C Nano, and I had great concerns. And so I think that uh, the, the starting point here is that the CIF-CIFIUS or uh, and the Biden administration need to conduct an investigation uh, to safeguard uh, our state from the intrusion of the Chinese Communist Party. Where they're wanting to put this, which is in Southern Johnson County in Northeast Kansas, uh, is very close to Fort Leavenworth, the intellectual hub of the United States Army. It's close to Fort Riley in Kansas. It's close to Whiteman Air Force Base in Missouri, not to mention a major investment uh, that's coming into Kansas uh, with a Panasonic. Um, uh, They want to be involved in the supply chain. uh, And as you know, and your viewers know, um, companies like this are known for stealing uh, research and intellectual property, uh, and so a lot of concerns, despite the fact that they want to invest $100 million into Kansas and 100 new jobs. That all sounds great uh, if you're not paying attention to the details. Beyond that, I've also called on the state of Kansas, both the administration and uh, the legislature to follow suit with other states uh, to pass laws that give Kansas the tools to deal with these problems. Uh, internally.
0: And to your point, reports from the Daily Caller and also the Heritage Foundation are noting the Chinese Communist Party ties to this company, including that technology transfer is one of the company's 2023 investment plans. Now, on the point of the proximity to these military bases, what could the Chinese regime do with that kind of intel?
2: Well, it's incredibly concerning, and you've, you've seen a pattern of behavior. Uh, with China uh, setting up companies uh, buying land near our military installations. When I talk about Fort Leavenworth, for example, being the intellectual hub of the United States Army, uh, the, way, uh, the way we teach our officers, the, um, uh, the research that goes into uh, uh, forming uh, strategy Uh, is a a, a very big deal and something that we need to protect. And so I have grave concerns about this company and we're going to stay on this until uh, something is done. We cannot allow, no matter uh, how great it sounds with the investment in the new jobs, uh, we have to stop China's infiltration of our country.
0: A new chapter for Russia and North Korea. A Kremlin spokesperson says Russia is developing relations with North Korea in all areas, including sensitive ones. Russian President Vladimir Putin also met with North Korea's foreign minister in Moscow Tuesday. She's there for talks with her Russian counterpart. The two are expected to arrange Putin's trip to North Korea. If it happens, it would mark Putin's first visit to the communist country since the year 2000. The U.S. has been concerned that North Korea could provide weapons to Russia to help its war effort in Ukraine. South Korean lawmakers say Russia helped Huyang Yang launch a spy satellite last November. The escalating tensions have Washington and its allies on alert. Top nuclear envoys from Japan and South Korea met in Seoul on Wednesday. The two talked about North Korea's aggression and its deepening ties with Russia. According to state media, North Korea just tested a hypersonic missile with intermediate range last Sunday. It also launched a series of intercontinental ballistic missiles last year, at least one of them capable of hitting the United States. Military might is on display in the waters off South Korea. The United States, South Korea and Japan are coming together for one of their largest ever naval exercises this week. A U.S. aircraft carrier is joining the event aimed at upping deterrence and counter tactics on North Korea. The country is nuclear armed and poses missile and submarine threats. Leader Kim Jong-un called to change the country's constitution Monday, abandoning the idea of peace with the South and labeling it an enemy. Senior diplomats from the U.S., South Korea and Japan are slated to meet in Seoul to discuss the matter. Turning to arts and culture, theatergoers are sharing a message that Chennai performing arts is filled with joy. Audience members at a recent performance in Berkeley stopped to tell NTD about their experience at the event. Let's zoom in.
2: Theater goers such as Charles Martin came to see Shen Yun's display of classical Chinese dance in Berkeley, California. I'd come back
1: and see it again tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, I think it's playing. If I had tickets, I would. It's absolutely terrific. The color, the, the movement, the motion, the orchestra, it's just fantastic.
2: The performance has around 20 dance pieces utilizing a unique animated backdrop.
0: But I'm very uh, taken back by the screen that's in the back and how everything coordinates with that. That's just, I've never seen anything like that in my life. It's wonderful.
1: I like choreography. Music is beautiful. I like how the live performance is blended with the movie that it's played in the background, how it blends uh, uh, perfectly. Um, The beauty of the costumes, Again, it's a just combination, great visual experience for me.
2: Oh, I just think it's filled with joy that the dancers um, just have energy from almost inside, within, and they're very
1: disciplined, their dancing is so precise and rehearsed so beautifully with the music.
2: Shen Yun artists train in New York, showcasing a divinely inspired culture, but the Chinese government doesn't allow them to perform in China. So this much restriction on an artist, that's really painful. And plus, uh, when, when, I, when I saw the spiritual endings, and that is so much positivity which I got from these performances. And you know the, the belief that whatever is going wrong around the world, ultimately the good will win. Ultimately, whoever is kind, whoever is, is compassionate, is gonna lead the way. So that was a beautiful message.
1: The that a company would do something like this and, you know, to realize in the United States that we have God's freedom, we have God's liberty, and to realize that China does not have that. And that's real scary if something like that comes to the United States and just, I don't know, I just can't say enough. NTD
2: News, California.